This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adinsami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Sardorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable. It's Saturday, and good morning, and welcome to America's Roundtable Radio. This weekend on America's Roundtable, we are truly delighted and honored to welcome one of America's most extraordinary entrepreneurs and a great American, John Katsimatidis. John Katsimatidis is chairman, CEO, and founder of Red Apple Group and CEO and chairman of United Refining Company. In 2019, John's Red Apple Media Group acquired the iconic 77WABC AM radio, a New York legend. He's the author of the best-selling book, How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire. The book is available via Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and by visiting katsimatidis.com. And without further ado... Or, or wabcradio.com, you get an autographed uh, copy, and if you have to sell it on eBay afterwards, you get back twice the money. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's great. great. Well, welcome, John, to America's Roundtable Radio today. Uh, good morning, John. Welcome, indeed. Good morning. Uh, John, the recent poll conducted by the Wall Street Journal and NORC, National Opinion Research Center, shows a large drop in a belief of the American dream. Only 36% of the surveyed said that the American dream still holds true, compared to 53% who said so in 2012 and 48% in 2016 in similar surveys. Uh, John, you are an embodiment of the American dream. In your inspiring a must-read book, How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire, you take us on a journey of how to achieve the American dream. Uh, John, what is your message to Americans today? What do we need to do in order to save the American dream? The American dream is alive and well, uh, but they're making fewer people eligible for it because our education system has fallen apart a little bit. The COVID has affected our education system. Uh, a lot of, right now in New York City, the truancy rate, in other words, kids not showing up to school on public schools, is 40%. Wow. It's unbelievable. And uh, the, the SAT scores are dropping. The religious schools, the Catholic schools, the uh, uh, charter schools are doing so much better. Mm. And what's hurting them is, look, I think the teachers are just as good as they've ever been. But it's the unions that are hurting them because they're creating so many rules, rules that you end up the cost of students on the rise and the value that the students get is too low. I'll give you an example. Catholic schools in, in New York 
are getting $7,500 or $8,000 per year. And their cost is actually uh, $10,000. And uh, they're getting donations to cover the difference. Mm -hmm. uh, the cost of sending kids to public schools is $27,000. Mm. Wow. Where is that money going? And our kids are getting hurt. What I think America is under attack in so many directions. Uh, I had uh, lunch today with one of my European bankers, and he was almost crying because what, what's happening today in the United States, they tried to make it happen in Europe to move it closer to socialism. And, and it, socialism doesn't work. It, you know, after a while, there's, there's less incentive for, for the American dream. So you don't have that many people with the American dream in Europe. Uh, in America, uh, it's still a lot of people have the ability to do that. And uh, education. And the other thing you look at, with all the drugs that they're giving our kids, the legalization of marijuana in in Colorado, in uh, New York State, and and making it easy to do drugs. I've had many neurologists, and you should have some neurologists on your show too, that will tell you. If a kid takes marijuana from the age of 12 to the age of 24, guess what? 15% of their intelligence goes down the drain. Mm -hmm. So, and the other thing, I'm chairman of the Police Athletic League in New York that takes care of 40,000 kids after school. And the other big problem is boxing mm -hmm. or even football. Boxing, if you kids from the age of, of 12 to 24, same age, while the brain is developing, if you hit them on the, on the head with boxing, maybe they're having a good time. Maybe they're learning something. But again, they lose 15% of their intelligence quotient. Look what happened to Muhammad Ali. Right. So lose, if you smoke marijuana, and lose, and also boxing or anything else, that's 30%. You might be successful when you're 18, 19 years old. Oh, look, I'm a football jock. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boxing jock. But you're, you're going to fail in life. Hmm. And I think that's very important uh, for mothers and fathers to realize it. And uh, one of the reasons I wrote my book because I came from a very poor neighborhood and, and I want to help make a difference because on the Police Athletic League, which I now became chairman because our previous chairman, Bob Morgenthau, who was very famous in law and order, he died at the age of 99 and 10 months and he took care of all those kids. And the, the difference is I want to make it make a difference in those kids' lives. And my book, which you talked about again, you can buy it on wabcradio.com in the bookstores or Barnes and Nobles or Amazon. But if you buy wabcradio.com, 
it's in my office, so I sign every book that goes out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know who's buying these books? Grandmothers, grandfathers that want to help their grandkids. Maybe one paragraph will help make a difference in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mothers, fathers. Because I know certain things help make a difference in my life when I grew up in Harlem. I grew up on 135th Street. So I'm trying to make a difference in those kids' lives. Mm, absolutely. But what else do you have to talk about? There's so many things to talk about. The world is out there. There's so many problems. Drugs. America's under attack. Their education system. Look what's happening to Harvard. Look what's happening to Yale. Mm. Our education system is under attack. Our, our, our drug system is under attack. Mm-hmm. Our borders are under attack. Right now, you have 2 million people that are on the terrorist list with the FBI because the borders are open. They just, they just walked in. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to the airports. We got to take our belts off. We got to take our shoes off. Yeah. These people are just walking in. Exactly. And there's 2 million possible terrorists. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you only have a few thousand FBI people mm-hmm. to keep track of 2 million of them. You can't make it up. Exactly. So we're, we're under attack in so many directions. Mm-hmm. The civilized world is under attack in so many directions. And if we don't bring it under control in the next few years, then we're going to be okay, but our kids and grandkids mm-hmm. may be in trouble. Yes. Mm-hmm. In your book, How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire, John, you shared in great detail about how you got into the energy industry and acquired United Refining Company. And today, America's leadership replaced its quest to be energy independent and has returned to becoming dependent once again on the Middle East and the oil cartel's production decisions. The Biden administration's failed energy policy has also fueled higher costs for consumers and businesses, both large and small, as they pass these higher energy expenses to everyday consumers and individuals and our fellow Americans. John where should I where should I begin? <laughs> My God. What are your solutions, John? Day one. Day one, when President Biden became president, he hated, he owed to the the battery companies, the electric companies, he owed. He shut down the pipeline mm. in North America that was ready to be built. He shut it down. He declared oil to be the enemy of the people. Mm-hmm. So what happens? What happened is oil went from $50, $55 a barrel to almost $120 a barrel. And when oil goes up, the price of food goes up, the price of everything goes up. And right now, we moved a trillion dollars worth of wealth because when your gasoline used to cost $2 a gallon, went up to $6 a gallon. Then it went down to five, four. But the difference went a trillion dollars worth of wealth went from North America to Russia, OPEC, who made OPEC zillionaires again, mm-hmm. the other nations in the Far East. Mm-hmm. So the wealth just moved from North America. Why? Because of the price of oil. And what, what was happening right now 
And why is there a war in Ukraine? Well, Russia was producing 10 million barrels a day. At $100 a barrel, that's a billion dollars a day profit. A billion dollars a day profit. So they used that money because they had the money. They paid the Wagner Group, the uh, and they paid. The, they had money to pay their armies, and the Wagner Group. I call now. I call the Foreign Legion of Russia. Mm-hmm. That's who they really are, and they went in to take the Ukraine. If we didn't give up Afghanistan and run, and give them eighty-five million dollars worth of of equipment, military equipment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Russia would not have had the courage, and now they had the money to Mm. go into Ukraine. Then the same thing happened with Iran. Iran, the Biden administration allowed them to produce three and a half million dollars of barrels a day at a hundred dollars a barrel. They're making two billion dollars a week profits. Right, and they were doing twelve billions a year yes. during Trump administration. Now, now they're making two billion a week. A week. Yeah. Now you know you know what's happening. Mm. You know they did they not use the money to take care of their civilized Iranians. You know who I consider the civilized Iranian Iranians, the Persian people, mm. civilized. Right. They didn't use. You know who they used the money? They funded Hamas. Mm. They funded Hezbollah. They funded all the uh, the terrorist groups, and that's what Iran used the money for. But we gave them the money. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The United States gave them the money because he allowed the price of oil to go up to that level. Right. You can't. You can't make this up. Right. It, it's horrible. Now, what's happening now? It's 2024, and the Democratic Party realizes realizes that they cannot win the election if it's $6 gasoline. They can't win the election if it's 8% mortgage. Mm-hmm. So they were on their way. Gasoline came down. Uh, a crude oil came down to $68, $69 last week, or two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they announced that mortgage rates are going to be coming down, interest rates are going to be down. So what for the Democratic Party to win in 2024, gasoline has to be back down to two and a half dollars, three dollars a gallon. More 30-year mortgages have to be down to four or five percent, and the stock market has to go up. Well, the stock market went up ten percent in the last two months. Uh, oil was on its way down to 68, 69, and and, and mortgage rates announced that they're going down, and uh, interest rates are going to go down. And, and you know, then at that point. That President Biden gets up and says, see, I told you so. Bidenomics works. <laughs> but a funny thing happened on the way to that success. The OPEC nations want $90 oil. Russia wants $90 oil. We want $65 oil in the United States. So there's an international war going on on what is the real price of oil. So they got the hoodies. Hmm. To start attacking the ships and the boats in the Red Sea, where the Suez Canal is, mm. and now those some of those boats, the British Petroleum, has to go twelve thousand miles around Africa to get deliveries. So oil went up to seventy-five dollars a barrel in two weeks. What's going to happen there? 
Uh, tune in in a few weeks because, you know, we'll find out what really is happening. But there's there's a world crisis. There's world war going on economically. They're not using bullets in a world war. They're using economics. And oil is the big economics. What's happening in Israel, what, what, people ask me, and I was on my show with Senator Lieberman uh, two weeks ago, and you know why uh, Iran pressed the button with Hamas? He, they gave Hamas's $10,000 a family to go attack Israel. Mm. Mm. $10,000 a family uh, for 10,000 Hamas's. That's all it was, 10000 that's only $100 million. Mm-hmm. In the oil business, that's, how do you say, chump change. Mm-hmm. Right. They probably shorted the stock market and made it back. Who knows? When Saudi Arabia, who are Sunnis, it's a religious war, mm-hmm. was going to make peace with Israel. Right. With the Abraham Accords, yeah. Iran, the mullahs panicked. Right, exactly. yeah. And they, and they pressed the button for those 10,000 Hamases to go and attack mm. Israel. They're the ones. And you know what I call the mullahs? I call them the, the Osama bin Ladens of 2023. Exactly. Right. Well stated. And, and, and you know who's suffering? Two million Palestinian people. Because, look, a lot of them are just going to work every day. Eight million Israelis. And tens of millions of Persians, which I call the civilized Iranians, they're the ones suffering. Yeah. The mullahs, mm-hmm. they're billionaires. They, they control all the money in Iran, and we gave them even more mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, John, you just mentioned all the problems and issues that we've experienced just with the, with the change of administration. Because as soon as President Biden got in office, the Biden administration engaged in an immediate reversal of all Trump principled administration policies. From a, so from a country with a thriving economy, which achieved energy independence, did not engage in any wars, improved the security in the southern border, achieved peace through strength, including signing of the Abraham Accords, we went in the opposite direction under Biden administration. And now in light of that, uh, you said how Bidenomics is going to be proving to be working with all these recent changes that you are anticipated with the oil coming down, inflation coming down. But the Biden administration is making sure and the network of those that are opposing Trump, that they don't have any opposition. So that the most recent, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you about this. The most recent decision by Colorado Supreme Court disqualifies Donald J. Trump from 2024 presidential primary ballot. And and this kind of a decision would not be surprising in a communist country or totalitarian regimes of autocrats who are getting rid of any opposition by all means possible. It's like a third world we're acting as a third world country. President Biden has absolute control of the Justice Department. Justice Department has absolute control of the FBI. And they're doing, they're doing things that I feel are not right. So what do we do about it? I mean, how can that be reversed? Well, there's an election coming up in November of 2024. It's up to the people to realize who's right, who's wrong. 
and uh, vote accordingly. And as we conclude our program, we know you have to run, John. Uh, we're getting closer to celebrating Christmas. We just celebrated Hanukkah, and uh, Orthodox Christmas is going to be celebrated on January 7th. So we wish you, Margo, and the family a Merry Christmas. Thank you. And what is your message to our fellow Americans during this season of joy, of hope, and uh, as families get together and as we rely upon, uh, you know, the significance of faith that made this country great through Judeo-Christian principles. Judeo-Christian principles works. We are civilized people. If we are not tough enough to maintain our civilization, every person on earth will suffer. And we need, uh, we need people to, to be tough enough to make the right decisions in 2024 during the election because socialism doesn't work. Mm. Uh, being invaded uh, by uncivilized people doesn't work. I think everybody should sit down and do a reality check what's best for our kids and grandkids and do it this Christmas and New Year's and I worry about our country because I don't worry about myself. I worry about my kids and grandkids to come. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, John. This weekend on America's Roundtable, we are joined by John Katsimatidis, one of America's most extraordinary billionaire entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us today on thank America's you. Roundtable Radio. Thank you, John. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and, and we'll catch up with you in the new year. Merry All Christmas right. to you, Merry Christmas. Mark, and your family. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thank you. See you, see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Ladensami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Sardorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. 